Part two of Balder Dead. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Thomas Copeland. Balder Dead by Matthew Arnold. Part two. Journey to the Dead. Forth from the east, up the ascent of heaven, day drove his courser with the shining mane, and in Valhalla, from his gable perch, the golden-crested cock began to crow. Hereafter, in the blackest dead of night, with shrill and dismal cries, that bird shall crow, warning the gods that foes draw nigh to heaven. But now he crew at dawn a cheerful note to wake the gods and heroes to their tasks. And all the gods and all the heroes woke, and from their beds the heroes rose and donned their arms and led their horses from the stall and mounted them, and in Valhalla's court were ranged. And then the daily fray began, and all day long they there were hacked and hewn, mid dust and groans, and limbs lopped off, and blood. But all at night returned to Odin's hall woundless and fresh, such lot is theirs in heaven. And the Valkyries on their steeds went forth toward earth and fights of men, and at their side Skulda, the youngest of the Nornies, rode. And over Bifrost, where is Heimdall's watch, past Midgard fortress, down to earth they came, there through some battlefield where men fall fast, their horses fetlocked deep in blood they ride, and pick the bravest warriors out for death, whom they bring back with them at night to heaven, to glad the gods and feast in Odin's hall. But the gods went not now as other while into the tilt-yard where the heroes fought to feast their eyes with looking on the fray, nor did they to their judgment-place repair by the ash Yggdrasil in Ida's plain, where they hold counsel and give laws for men. But they went, Odin first, the rest behind, to the hall Gladheim, which is built of gold, where are in circle ranged twelve golden chairs, and in the midst one higher, Odin's throne. There all the gods in silence sate them down, and thus the father of the ages spake. Go quickly, gods, bring wood to the seashore, with all which it beseems the dead to have, and make a funeral pile on Balder's ship. On the twelfth day the gods shall burn his corpse. But Hermod, thou, take Sleipner, and ride down to Hela's kingdom, to ask Balder back. So said he, and the gods arose, and took axes and ropes, and at their head came Thor, shouldering his hammer which the giants know. Forth wended they, and drave their steeds before, and up the dewy mountain tracks they fared to the dark forests in the early dawn, and up and down and side and slant they roamed, and from the glens all day an echo came of crashing falls, for with his hammer Thor smote mid the rocks the lichen-bearded pines, and burst their roots, while to their tops the gods made fast the woven ropes, and hailed them down, and lopped their boughs, and clothed them on the sward, and bound the logs behind their steeds to draw, and drave them homeward. And the snorting steeds went straining through the crackling brushwood down, and by the darkling forest paths the gods followed, and on their shoulders carried boughs. And they came out upon the plain, and passed Asgard, and led their horses to the beach, and loosed them of their loads on the seashore and ranged the wood in stacks by Baldur's ship, and every god went home to his own house. 
but when the gods were to the forest gone hermod led sleipner from valhalla forth and saddled him before that sleipner brooked no meaner hand than odin's on his mane on his broad back no lesser rider bore yet docile now he stood at hermod's side arching his neck and glad to be bestrode knowing the god they went to seek how dear but hermod mounted him and sadly fared in silence up the dark untravelled road which branches from the north of heaven and went all day and daylight waned and night came on and all that night he rode and journeyed so nine days nine nights toward the northern ice through valleys deep engulfed by roaring streams and on the tenth morn he beheld the bridge which spans with golden arches giles stream and on the bridge a damsel watching armed in the straight passage at the further end where the road issues between walling rocks scant space that warder left for passers-by but as when cowherds in october drive their kine across a snowy mountain pass to winter pasture on the southern side and on the ridge a wagon chokes the way wedged in the snow then painfully the hinds with goad and shouting urge their cattle past plunging through deep untrodden banks of snow to right and left and warm steam fills the air so on the bridge that damsel blocked the way and questioned hermod as he came and said who art thou on thy black and fiery horse under whose hoofs the bridge or giles stream rumbles and shakes tell me thy race and home but yestermorn five troops of dead passed by bound on their way below to hela's realm nor shook the bridge so much as thou alone and thou hast flesh and colour on thy cheeks like men who live and draw the vital air nor lookst thou pale and wan like men deceased souls bound below my daily passers here and the fleet-footed hermod answered her o damsel hermod am i called the son of odin and my high-roofed house is built far hence in asgard in the city of gods and sleipner odin's horse as this i ride and i come sent this road on balder's track say then if he hath crossed thy bridge or no he spake the warder of the bridge replied o hermod rarely do the feet of gods or of the horses of the gods resound upon my bridge and when they cross i know balder hath gone this way and ta'en the road below there to the north toward hela's realm from here the cold white mist can be discerned not lit with sun but through the darksome air by the dim vapour blotted light of stars which hangs over the ice where lies the road for in that ice are lost those northern streams freezing and ridging in their onward flow which from the fountain of vergelmer run the spring that bubbles up by hela's throne there are the joyless seats the haunt of ghosts hela's pale swarms and there was balder bound ride on pass free but he by this is there she spake and stepped aside and left him room and hermod greeted her and galloped by across the bridge then she took post again but northward hermod rode the way below and o'er a darksome track which knows no sun but by the blotted light of stars he fared and he came down to ocean's northern strand at the drear ice beyond the giant's home 
thence on he journeyed o'er the fields of ice still north until he met a stretching wall barring his way and in the wall a grate then he dismounted and grew tight the girths on the smooth ice of sleipner odin's horse and made him leap the grate and came within and he beheld spread round him hela's realm the plains of niflheim where dwell the dead and heard the thunder of the streams of hell for near the wall the river of roaring flows outmost the others near the centre run the storm the abyss the howling and the pain these flow by hela's throne and near their spring and from the dark locked up the shadowy tribes and as the swallows crowd the bulrush beds of some clear river issuing from a lake on autumn days before they cross the sea and to each bulrush crest a swallow hangs swinging and others skim the river streams and their quick twittering fills the banks and shores so around hermod swarmed the twittering ghosts women and infants and young men who died too soon for fame with white ungraven shields and old men known to glory but their star betrayed them and of wasting age they died not wounds yet dying they their armour wore and now have chief regard in hela's realm behind flocked wrangling up a piteous crew greeted of none disfeatured and forlorn cowards who were in sloughs interred alive and round them still the wattled hurdles hung wherewith they stamped them down and trod them deep to hide their shameful memory from men but all he passed unhailed and reached the throne of hela and saw near it balder crowned and hela set thereon with countenance stern and thus bespake him first the solemn queen unhappy how hast thou endured to leave the light and journey to the cheerless land where idly flit about the feeble shades how didst thou cross the bridge or dial stream being alive and come to ocean shore or how o'erleap the grate that bars the wall she spake but down off sleipner hermod sprang and fell before her feet and clasped her knees and spake and mild entreated her and said o oh, hela wherefore should the gods declare their errands to each other or the ways they go the errand and the way is known thou knowst thou knowst what grief we have in heaven for balder whom thou holdst by right below restore him for what part fulfils he here shall he shed cheer over the cheerless seats and touch the apathetic ghosts with joy not for such end o queen thou holdst thy realm for heaven was balder born the city of gods and heroes where they live in light and joy thither restore him for his place is there he spoke and grave replied the solemn queen hermod for he thou art thou son of heaven a strange unlikely errand sure is thine do the gods send to me to make them blessed small bliss my race hath of the gods obtained three mighty children to my father lok did angerbode the giantess bring forth fenris the wolf the serpent huge and me of these the serpent in the sea ye cast 
who since in your despite hath waxed amain and now with gleaming ring enfolds the world me on this cheerless netherworld ye threw and gave me nine unlighted realms to rule while on his island in the lake afar made fast to the bored crag by wile not strength subdued with limber chains lives fenris bound loke still subsists in heaven our father wise your mate though loathed and feasts in odin's hall but him too foes await and netted snares and in a cave a bed of needle rocks and o'er his visage serpents dropping gall yet he shall one day rise and burst his bonds and with himself set us his offspring free when he guides muspel's children to their bourne till then in peril or in pain we live wrought by the gods and ask the gods our aid howbeit we abide our day till then we do not as some feebler haters do seek to afflict our foes with petty pangs helpless to better us or ruin them come then if balder was so dear beloved and this is true and such a loss is heaven's here how to heaven may balder be restored show me through all the world the signs of grief fails but one thing to grieve here balder stops let all that lives and moves upon the earth weep him and all that is without life weep let gods men brutes beweep him plants and stones so shall i know the lost was dear indeed and bend my heart and give him back to heaven she spake and hermod answered her and said hela such as thou sayst the term shall be but come declare me this and truly tell may i ere i depart bid balder hail or is it here withheld to greet the dead he spake and straightway hela answered him hermod greet balder if thou wilt and hold converse his speech remains though he be dead and straight to balder hermod turned and spake even in the abode of death o balder hail thou hears if hearing like a speech is thine the terms of thy releasement hence to heaven fear nothing but that all shall be fulfilled for not unmindful of thee are the gods who see the light and blessed in asgard dwell even here they seek thee out in hela's realm and sure of all the happiest far art thou who ever have been known in earth or heaven alive thou wast of gods the most beloved and now thou sittest crowned by hela's side here and hast honour among all the dead he spake and balder uttered him reply but feebly as a voice far off he said hermod the nimble gild me not my death better to live a serf a captured man who scatters rushes in a master's hall than be a crowned king here and rule the dead and now i count not of these terms as safe to be fulfilled nor my return as sure though i be loved and many mourn my death for double-minded ever was the seed of loke and double are the gifts they give Howbeit, report thy message, 
and therewith to Odin to my father take this ring, memorial of me, whether saved or no, and tell the heaven-born gods how thou hast seen me sitting here below by Hela's side, crowned, having honour among all the dead. He spake and raised his hand and gave the ring, and with inscrutable regard the queen of hell beheld them, and the ghosts stood dumb. But Hermod took the ring, and yet once more kneeled and did homage to the solemn queen, then mounted Sleipner and set forth to ride back through the astonished tribes of dead to heaven. And to the wall he came and found the great lifted, and issued on the fields of ice. And o'er the ice he fared to ocean's strand, and up from thence a wet and misty road to the armed damsel's bridge and Giles stream. Worse was that way to go than to return, for him, for others all return is barred. Nine days he took to go, two to return, and on the twelfth morn saw the light of heaven. And as a traveller in the early dawn to the steep edge of some great valley comes, through which a river flows, and sees beneath clouds of white rolling vapours fill the vale, but o'er them on the further slope descries vineyards and crofts and pastures, bright with sun, so Hermod, or the fog between, saw heaven, and Sleipner snorted, for he smelt the air of heaven, and mightily as winged he flew. And Hermod saw the towers of Asgard rise, and he drew near, and heard no living voice in Asgard, and the golden halls were dumb. Then Hermod knew what labour held the gods, and through the empty streets he rode, and passed under the gatehouse to the sands, and found the gods on the seashore by Baldur's ship. End of part two.